Hi, welcome to Cowgirl Artists of America's podcast, a podcast dedicated to cowgirl artists. I'm your host, Megan Wimberly. Today, we talk for the second time with business owner Megan Beltekolu. Megan helps women find focus and direction by living into their mission, vision, and values in their work. Today, we talk about cutting out the noise to stay happy and productive throughout the year. Hey, Megan. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. How was your trip? It was great. It was a lot of fun, a lot of crazy stories that we'll have as a family to look back on and great times spent with family there. So it was really nice. How long have you been back in the U.S. now? A little over two weeks. Oh, not very long. Do you feel like you're caught up yet? I feel like my like sleep schedule is still wacky and there's just like a reverse culture shock. Yeah. Like being back here and everything is so expensive. And we, my my youngest daughter keeps asking like to walk places, but we don't live like in a walkable area. Yeah. So it's it's a big gift and a big challenge to have family on two sides of the world. Yeah, I hope that you get back in the groove soon. And it's always good to know that there's other ways of being and doing things, too. So, (laughs) 100%. Yes, definitely. I totally agree. Yeah. So, this is the second podcast that we will have done with Megan Beltecolu. And she is an expert in ClickUp and organizing one's digital life, but also, I feel like a little bit of a, uh, philosopher in the realm of managing our digital sphere. You're always very thoughtful about what we can do to to organize our lives better and be more successful. And we talked last time about using ClickUp, but this time we had we touched base on all the noise and we we're like, oh, we should do a podcast about that. And I noticed you wrote a blog about it recently too. Yes. Thanks for the introduction, Megan. Yeah, I I read a book. I guess it was probably a year ago now, all the posts on my social media are all recycled, so they're not always 100% accurate with the dates, but I read, it was called Digital Minimalism. And so I read that last year, I think it was almost exactly a year ago. And when I read that, it really just struck a chord with me because at that point, I was feeling like as a business owner, we feel like we have to use social media, but at what expense? It becomes a kind of toxic place. There's so much pressure to do things a certain way, especially if you're an online business owner. There are all these like gurus out there who are like, you have to do this or you don't do this or you must do this. And I think that was like getting me down and I wanted something different. And so when I read that book I was like there is a different way out there like you don't have to do all of this social media stuff or more importantly you can do it with intention you can set limits for yourself you can set guidelines you can have goals and really make sure that all those things tie back to your mission your vision and your values so going back to those foundations and thinking really intentionally What kind of business am I trying to grow? Why am I trying to grow this business? What am I actually trying to achieve? And so one of those things is that I want to be able to create a legacy for my family, for my kids, but also I want to be able to spend time with my kids. So if I find myself always tied to my phone, I'm not doing that. So 
long story short, but what I did was I deleted all social media apps a year ago and I haven't added them back since on my phone. So if I want to use any social media, I have to log in through the browser. And the apps are designed intentionally to get you addicted. You're always scrolling, swiping, looking for more. But the browser versions are not. So the browser versions are awful and hard to use that you just give up after a few minutes because it's just like your brain, the like pathways in your brain, they're just like, this is boring, this is dull, turn it off. And it's really worked for me. Plus, I also use a tool on my phone. I have an iPhone and it's called freedom.to that uses a VPN to block apps from my phone at certain times. So it, in addition to social media apps or browser, you can also block other things if you don't want to use YouTube or whatever you want. So that really has helped me be intentional with my social media use and time and put out all that noise so I can be more authentic in my business. Yeah, I read Digital Minimalism like two-ish years ago as well. And it was really eye-opening and just, I can't remember, but his explanation of how this tech developed with us. And so we didn't realize the far-reaching effects that it has for people. And we just became part of it. And it's so interesting because I used to work in a school and I felt like the kids were a lot more adept at understanding. Obviously, they can totally get addicted and deal with bullies and all that. But a lot of the kids were a lot more adept at understanding the negative aspects of social media. And I remember when Facebook Facebook kind of started getting to be a little bit of a mean place. And you would have somebody leave a mean comment and I would try so hard to create dialogue and talk because I really believed in this conversational aspect of people and it did not work in that realm. And then you talk to kids and they're like, oh yeah, I would just block that person. And to them, it's just an immediate, oh, I'm not going to waste my time with that. But for those of us that developed with us, it was like we had to wade through all of that because we didn't understand the distinction between our in-person interactions with people and our interactions with Facebook. To us, at least in my experience, it all felt the same. It all felt like it was the same thing, but it's we're discovering really not. Yeah, that's totally true. When looking back on it, like social media has been part of my life for 20 years now. And you're right, we didn't have that like training that and understanding that people, younger people have today. Like I see the training that my my daughter gets through, through her school and she's in a cyber school. So they really emphasize social media and using internet responsibly. So it, it's definitely important for the personal side of things, but I think it's also equally important for how you use social media as a business owner. Yeah. And I think that was the most helpful thing to me. I would recommend, again, digital minimalism for anyone listening. Like everybody, I think, should read that. Um, but the big takeaway for me was, okay, these things were designed to be addicted. They affect us in these certain ways. They can actually sap us of energy and joy and productivity, but they can also be really useful tools. And so how do we get back to that basis of this is a tool and we make sure that we are using the tool and the tool is not using us? And I think that's where this whole noise comes in. And it can be in ways that we don't expect. And one of the things that took me a really long time to figure out is I'm a very curious person and I really like to be knowledgeable about things. And so I read a lot and I research a lot. And we, with our Google news feeds and with Facebook and with sponsored posts on Instagram and our friends sharing stuff, 
there is an endless supply of current events and technological news and art news and whatever it is that appeals to you that you could read and just you never, ever will be caught up. And realizing that I didn't have to know everything, I realized I can't know everything, but I felt I had an obligation to know as much as I could. And realizing that, no, I don't have that obligation. That was a huge burden lifted off of me. Was there anything like that for you? I can really relate to that. I'm like an info for, so I just, I thrive and I need knowledge. Like, I feel like I, I like you, I like, I need to know everything as much as I can. I just, my brain stop, which is an issue, but I really, I like learning and knowing new things. My latest thing is that I want to learn all these different AI tools and how can I use AI in my business? I don't really need to know this, but my brain just learn. So what has really was helpful for me was I did this course about a year and a half ago called Building a Second Brain by Tiago Forte. And he also has a book out with the same name now, which is another great read. And so something that an exercise that he took us through in the beginning, which is based on something that he learned from, I think, Richard Feynman, but I might be misremembering that right now, was to define your 12 problems that you want to solve. And it was a really amazing experience to think through and write out 12 problems that I want to be able to solve in my lifetime. I had never done something like that before. And I was really surprised at what I came up with. And having that limitation of 12 was also a challenge because actually there were more, but I needed to prioritize and get it down to 12. That, having those problems, and that understanding that I have a goal that I want to solve these problems really helped me with creating a filter for information and content out there. So now I can quickly go through, like, I'm always looking at Apple News or my phone. I can quickly go through Apple News and say, okay, is this within my realm of interest? Is this related to a problem that I want to solve? Okay, yes, then I'll read it or I'll save it for later. I send a lot of things to a read later app so I can read things on my own time later. I don't have to stop and read them in the moment. If it's not related to those, then I do. Is it like something about a cute animal who like saves somebody's life? Like, all right, that's something that make, might make me feel better, right? So I might read it. But if it's just something that's like just total trash or clickbait or something, just trying to waste my time, I feel like I have a better understanding of what those things are now. And it's easier for me to say, no, this isn't contributing to my life. This isn't taking me closer to solving these 12 problems. This isn't taking me closer to my vision. And I just feel better about saying no to those things. Yeah, it's being like, I would be curious too to see if this affects men and women differently. But I know for myself, there's a lot of things that give me a strong feeling of obligation. And so in the tech realm, you had talked about feeling obligated for the knowledge aspect, but for a long time, I felt obligated to keep up with people. Just they would be in my newsfeed and I felt like I had to do that. And it was such a weird, and I don't know, maybe I'm just like weird about this, but 
it was really hard for me to recognize that it's okay to not know that Sarah from like my freshman year of college, who I had lunch with one time, had a baby. I don't have to know that. When we think about digital versus real, like the way our bodies were created to function, our bodies and minds were created to function in like communities. Obviously, we do have our community at large in our countries and our states and our world. But like as far as physical and psychologically, like really we're made for a smaller community group and our brains are meant to handle that much that the digital realm creates. So being able to just be like, okay, I... I, I'm going to take all these people out of my newsfeed. Like Facebook for me, I don't love Facebook, but I realize it has some practical applications. So in my newsfeed, like I don't follow family. I don't follow old friends. Pretty much the only people that things that show up in my newsfeed are either new people that I've just met and I, they're in my actual community and I want to get to know them or it's like businesses and events that might be beneficial for my business. Facebook is not a place for me to keep up with people. And then also setting boundaries for how we're going to engage with people. I have just made it a rule for me on Facebook that I don't accept any friend requests from people from Cowgirl Artists of America. It's not because I don't want to be friends with them or I don't want to know about them. It's because actually at the end of the day, I'm probably going to delete like all my friends on Facebook eventually because that's not how I want to use it. But also there's like this like once I start doing that, then there's a whole nother way that people can like contact me about my business and it gets crazy and overwhelming. And that's not what I use that for. And so being able to recognize this is how this can be used beneficial for beneficially for me. And and I'm not obligated to use it in the way that other people use it. I feel like it's really important to have boundaries and not just think about them like oh, I should spend only 30 minutes a day in social media, but to write them down and to review them and to remember them and so that you can then leave them. And I I agree with you about Facebook. Like I hide a lot of people. I block people. I hide some family members with interesting political views, let's say. And But I do find a lot of value from a lot of the groups that I'm part of on Facebook and that I wish that they still had that just group app where you could just go and use the groups and ignore the rest of it. But the nice thing about social media and the algorithm is that you can teach it to show you what you like. So the more that you access or click on profiles of people and businesses that you do want to follow, then it will show you more of those things. So you, and that's something that I also learned in that building a second brain course is that you can train your social media to do what you want it to do and not what advisors or people paying for ads or big companies want it to do. But it takes some effort. Yeah. And that- going back to boundaries, sorry, I just want to say it's really important to be really clear on that. Like you were saying, having people in your membership adding you and stuff. Every business owner should regularly write out, review, revise, and share their boundaries. Don't be afraid to share them with your people, whether it's, you know, like how I work or how we can connect, document, put it, upload it somewhere, put it on your website. Pe- people are, I think now more than ever, really respecting that. Having an autoresponder on your email, like I don't reply to emails outside of this time. Like I have a life. Like people respect that now, I think. And when I see one of those things, I really value that because that tells me that this person cares about more than just their business, just their bank account. Like they really 
they're doing this really for a greater purpose. And I really respect that. Yeah, there's a TV show I've been watching called Abbott Elementary, and it's about like underfunded school and these teachers. It's it's pretty delightful, actually. But last night I was watching an episode and they there was this one teacher who's always like really gung ho and she wants to like do all the things. And the other two teachers are like, no, we're not going to do that. No, we're not going to do that. And there was this moment between the one teacher who's young and new and all excited and the teacher who's more seasoned. And she said to the younger teacher, it's not that we don't care. It's that we care too much to burn out. And I thought that was such a good statement of, yeah, boundaries are about not burning out. Yeah, that that's that's for sure. And I think that's something that every business owner goes through and has to unfortunately learn in some uncomfortable way sometimes that if you don't have those boundaries in place, you do burn out or you don't want to be part of your business anymore or you're unable to be present with the people that you care about. And it's, I can't stress enough how important it is to really have boundaries and really, and I think I have pretty good boundaries, but then I find sometimes I, I let, you know, the kind of things creep in a little bit. Like somebody asked me, oh, you have time for an extra call or I, they pay me for a certain number of minutes on a call and I let it go over by five, 10 minutes. That's okay. But if I let it go over too much, like, why am I doing that? Why do I feel like they have this right or they have, they deserve to have more of my time? They yeah. really have to. It's a hard conversation to have with yourself sometimes. Yeah. But I think for me, it all goes back to being really clear on my mission, my vision, and my values. When I'm really clear on those things and I can plan out things in my business strategically from those, based on those, connected to those things, everything is just a lot easier for me. Prioritizing, setting boundaries, saying no to things that aren't really like important that people just want me to do, but they don't have a place in my business or in my personal life right now. I'm able to say no and not feel guilty about it. Yeah, I think a good sign for when we're not doing a good job with our boundaries is we still start feeling resentful. And a good sign when we are doing well with our boundaries is whenever we can set them without, like you're saying, not feeling guilty. And that doesn't happen right away. It takes a little bit of practice. I think at the end of the day, it comes down, you can't tell me how it's going to work best for me and I can't tell you how it's going to work best for you. One of the best things you can do is some mindfulness to it and see how you're feeling and how you feel when you get done doing something. And some of the tasks that we have to do as business owners drain us. That doesn't mean I shouldn't do it, but finding out which things are going to be productive and which things are not. And finding those ways in which we use tech that make us feel productive or happy. And so talk is, it just feels like a time suck to me as far as like posting and I don't get a lot of engagement. But the thing about TikTok for me, I love it as a small break. And I have trained my TikTok algorithm to show me mostly fun people dancing and singing and like things that I would never do, but they're so good at it and they're so creative. And I get off the app and I'm like, oh, I really love people right now. They're so creative and that they rescued that dog. And, and so it's like, a that's one of those apps where I have trained it. Like this is a tool. While I'm not using it well for my business, it is a tool for me 
for getting a little pep in my step or like refreshing my brain or it could be a transition from work to because sometimes it's really hard to go from work to family time. Yeah, I think that you mentioned a couple really important things. One is that TikTok may not be the best place for you to be as a business owner, but you still can enjoy it on your own time. And I think that goes back to what we were talking about before, which is being intentional about how you use different things and understanding like just because everybody seems like everybody is on TikTok and make all these videos these days doesn't mean that you too have to do that. If that's not in line with your personal vision, your business's mission, then it's okay to say no. It's okay to not use Instagram. It's okay to not make YouTube shorts. It's okay to do marketing your own way. But at the same time, it's okay to then go on these same apps and say, I really just want to watch a compilation of cute kitten videos and chill out. Like, I did that the other night with my kids and it was fun. I know that YouTube is not the place for me to be creating business content. So I think really being purposeful, prioritizing how prioritizing what we want to do and also being kind and forgiving to ourselves because it's hard. Having a business is hard and a lot of people don't talk about the hard days, the fluctuations in income, having a 20K month and then a 2K month and all the backend things that you have to do that you don't necessarily enjoy doing. It's hard and we have to give ourselves these outlets to just have fun and watch TikTok or whatever when we need to chill out. Yeah. So if we were to just, this is off the cuff, rapid fire. If you and I were giving our best advice, we'll go back and forth. Best advice for how to make sure you're using the tools and the tools aren't using you. What, let's just go through a few and we'll tell people, of course, these are what works for us. It may not work for you, but what would be one of your top roles for yourself with your technology and social media? I think everyone's phone has this kind of like screen time apps where you can set limits and stuff, but they're easy to just click through. So buy a tool like Freedom. or there's another one called Opal. Buy one. It blocks it and you can't break through it and it actually blocks it. Like you can't get around it. I tried. Uh, so do yourself a favor and buy one and block this stuff. I'm writing that down right now. I do pretty well when I'm working, but it's like at the end of the day, I'm like, oh, I'll just check that last email. And then I'm like doing all this. Or so. Okay, that's a good one. I also like it turning off audio notification so you can still see the badge and you can check it when it's relevant to your schedule and when it works for you but you aren't being constantly notified with little dings every time you get a notification yeah i have almost every single notification off on my phone like including i only have text messages notifications on for my husband everybody else is off yeah everything is off. mine's mostly like that too yeah Do you have another one? I don't think so. (laughs) I had one and I forgot it. Oh, mine was for, with visual artists, I will say, I think it's a little more important than with some businesses to have a social media presence because it's visual and it's a free ad for people to see it. Social media works really well for us, but use a scheduling app 
so that you aren't going onto the actual app to post things and getting distracted by whatever else is on there. So schedule it out when you can. And when you can't, make sure you go and you're mindful of, I'm not going on here right now to scroll through my feed. I'm going on here to post this thing and then do it and don't get distracted down the rabbit hole. I think that's a great tip. Along the same lines, I work with somebody to create a bunch of evergreen content for my social media profiles. And then I have my VA just schedule those to recur every three months. Nobody remembers if they saw the same post three months ago. So it's it's totally fine and it works really well. I also have another tool for anybody who blogs. There's a tool called Missing Letter. And that automate, it automatically generates campaigns to social media, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. It also reposts, I think, to some other blogging sites like Medium. It creates the whole campaigns for you. It pulls out graphics, images from your blog posts. It pulls out text using AI. So it creates all the posts for you and then you just tell it like, okay, do a six month campaign, do a six week campaign, do a one year campaign, and then it schedules them all for you. And it's oh, really wow. affordable. What is uh, that called against? Missingletter.com. But there's um, the last E in letter is not there. So okay. it's missingler.com. Okay, cool. I'll have to look at that one. Yeah, AI is getting crazy good with stuff. It's pretty wild. I just experimented with, and this could be a time-saving tip, but I experimented a little bit with just like a AI writing software because just I can write, but it's a process. And it was, so I was like, this is ridiculous how good it was. And I used it to help like set out the outline for a press release. And then I went in and changed up. So that was wild. Yeah, I suddenly can't think of any more tips either. But I think a lot of the stuff we talked about is really helpful. And then also going in and um, listen, reading or listening to digital minimalism, I think is really helpful because he just has so many tips and tricks about that. And it just brings a little bit more awareness of how we're able to be manipulated by tech. And we want to make sure that it's a tool. Yeah. Cool. Any parting words of wisdom? No, I want to thank you for having me back. It's always great to chat with you. I feel like we we have some great conversations and I'm glad we can share those with your audience. Yeah. And Megan, tell people just a little refresher what you can do for them and how they can get a hold of you. Yeah. So I help people with their tech and systems. So those backend things of your business that you need to do, but probably don't really love doing. I specifically specialize in ClickUp and helping people automate aspects of their business. And I also help people create strategic plans for their business. So you have the next year of your business mapped out in line with your mission, vision, and values all in a nice plan. So you know what to do, what to focus on each month. That's really going to get you closer to your goals. You can find me not really all over social media, but you can always reach out through my website, which is www.newleaf.com digital.net. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks so much, Megan. Thank you.